I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. They have to understand I chose to, to stay in my country because I'm French. And, and the Bernabeu blinks it back! I haven't, I haven't got a problem with soccer, to be fair. Football. Oh, what a start! All what I can guarantee to you is that they want to keep everything secret. Hello everybody, welcome to House of Champions. We're delighted that European soccer is back for the festive period. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by Fabrizio Romano for a transfer special. So let's get straight into it. Fab, how are you doing, my friend? Great to be on with you. Are you having a happy holiday period so far? Yes, my friend. Thank you, as always. My pleasure. I hope the same for you. And uh, yes, all great. We are into the January transfer window, I would say, because many things are already happening, waiting for the window to open in a few days and so ready to answer all the questions excellent stuff well let's uh not beat around the bush we'll get straight into it now uh let's look at arsenal and mudrick uh you know it's a story that hasn't really seemed to have gone away since the since the summer uh and now sort of the latest that we're hearing is that Shakhtar have rejected a a 55 million pound uh offer is that uh is that accurate what's the latest with mudrick Yes, um, Arsenal submitted two days ago an official bid for Mikhailo Modric, the first official bid uh, ever by Arsenal because in the summer it was Everton, Brentford, many clubs interested, including Arsenal, but they never made an official bid. Now there is an official bid on the table. That bid is for 40 million euros guaranteed plus 20 million euros in add-ons. Shakhtar said no. They immediately said no. So that was really clear as they always wanted way more than this. In public, they state that they want a fee similar to Anthony, Jack Grealish, so around 100 millions for Mikhailo Mudrik. The feeling of people in the industry that at the end Shakhtar could accept less than this, but depends on the structure of the deal, depends on the fixed fee, depends on how easy will be the add-ons. So there are many details into this kind of negotiation between Arsenal and Shakhtar. So at the moment, there is no agreement between clubs. The agreement on personal terms would not be a problem because Mudrik would be, first of all, super happy to join Premier League. He dreams of Premier League. And of course, he would be super happy to join Arsenal. But now it's on the clubs. So they will keep negotiating. The deal is absolutely on. The two clubs are in contact. The agent of the player is also in contact with Shakhtar to understand the next steps, how much they want, how they can find a way. And so let's see how Arsenal will act in the next days. But the negotiation is still on for Mudrik to Arsenal. One of the main names since the World Cup has been Cody Gakpo. Now, 
How exactly did you know Liverpool manage to to get themselves into the, the the front of the queue for his signature? It was really really fast and really surprising. Not surprising on Liverpool style, honestly, because one year ago they did exactly the same with Luis Diaz. He was one step away from joining Tottenham. Tottenham officials were uh, in Portugal to close the deal, and Liverpool in 24 hours were able to hijack the deal and sign Luis Diaz. And so they did almost the same in this case. It's different because Manchester United never made an official bid to PSV and Oven. They had advanced conversations on player side. Cody Gakpo was keen on joining Manchester United. The feeling uh, was really optimistic on Eric Ten Hag's side because he's a big fan of Cody Gakpo. And so there was a strong interest in Gakpo, but never an advanced negotiation between clubs or never an official bid because May United were still deciding internally how much they wanted to spend on transfer targets for January transfer window. They spent a lot of money in the summer on Lisandro Martinez, on Anthony, on Casemiro and many other players. So they wanted to go for different kind of solutions in January. They were still in the process of deciding how much they wanted to invest on the striker. And this is why the process was low. For Gakpo, Liverpool were really convinced after the injury of Luis Diaz and after Jurgen Klopp pushing with the board to have one more winger for the second part of the season, waiting for Luis Diaz to be back in March. The decision was to proceed with, uh, with Cody Gakpo. So they've been really fast in the process with the player, really fast in the process also with, uh, with PSV, paying 36 7 million pounds plus add-ons. The player is now in uh, England to complete the medical test and to sign the contract. The contract will be valid until June 2028. Also was really important Virgil van Dijk. He had the conversation with Cody Gakpo to explain him about Liverpool uh, to push for this potential move. And so now Cody Gakpo will be new Liverpool player soon. We've got a lot of questions coming up, notably regarding uh, Manchester United. Now, obviously, you said that there was an element of United working out how much they wanted to spend on certain transfer targets. But is is there a sense that, that United let this deal slip through their fingers, that really they could have had Gakpo if they wanted to, uh, but simply that uh, Liverpool pushed and were, were too strong at the end and, and more serious? Honestly, I think they, they had the chance to sign Gakpo multiple times because in August it was possible the player wanted to move. Cody Gakpo in an interview a few weeks ago saying that he was prepared to accept my United. So the player wanted Manchester United. He was open on the move. So it was not a problem for him to, to join my United, uh, even if they don't have Champions League football. But the real point is that internally with the club for sale, because we have to remind that the Glazers are prepared to sell the club as soon as possible, they were still deciding internally how much they want to spend on the January transfer window in general. Because when we see players like, for example, Denzel Dumfries linked to Manchester United with a price tag of 50 million euros. It's something that May United are not going to do in January. And so this is why they were still deciding how much they wanted to invest on the striker situation. And uh, Eric Ten Hag is a big fan of Gakpo. This is the real feeling. The feeling is that Ten Hag wanted him, but also that for Manchester United was not a priority now to invest 50 or 60 million euros on a winger. So this was the real point, I think. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Diaz as well, and there's also uh, Jota. I mean, what does that say for them sort of long-term at uh, at Anfield? Is it as simple as once Diaz is back from injury, uh, you know, he and Gakpo, uh, you know, will sort of be in the rotation? Or does that possibly mean, uh, you know, that there's less room for for one of those two uh, once uh, Diaz is back to full fitness? I think it's about the rotation, uh, as you mentioned. So from what I'm told, Liverpool wanted one more player in that position because they've been really unlucky in the last two years with the injuries, many injuries. And so they wanted to add one player in that position. They really love one thing about Cody Gakpo. They've been scouting him for a long time, but they really love how he plays for the squad. He's a really super professional player. He's very good in playing with the team. He's not just a superstar, but he's a player uh, who has to who knows how to adapt 
to, to, to the team priorities. And so he can play as a center striker. Of course, he's a winger, but he can help in different positions. So he was considered a perfect opportunity on the market. And this is why they decided to act fast on this deal. It's something that one month ago was not in Liverpool plans. They were focused only on the midfield situation. But then after the injury of Luis Diaz, they decided to, to proceed. And so this is why Gakpo is the player they consider very good for rotation. Uh, he can be an option for, uh, for the wing, of course, but also as a center striker in case sometimes they will need to, to rotate. So I think it's a very smart signing for them, honestly. And uh, with Liverpool making a move like this, uh, you know, for Gagpo, what does that say about their potential ability to bring in, say, a, a Jude Bellingham at some point in the future or an Enzo Fernandez? Uh, you know, are those the kind of names that Liverpool will still look for or are those names perhaps less likely, uh, you know, given the, the size of this deal? First of all, I think um, a part of this Gakpo deal, the priority for Liverpool remains the midfield because they had many injuries there. They have many important players, but many of them are often injured. And so this is why the midfield remains the priority. Also, Oxlade-Chamberlain is out of contract in the summer and I think there are very good chances for him to live on a free. James Milner is out of contract and let's see what he will decide about his future in general as a professional. Also, um, Naby Keita is out of contract and at the moment there is no agreement yet to extend his contract with Liverpool. So they are really focused on the midfield and Jude Bellingham is the top priority. They know that in January is almost impossible as of now. Then we never know in the transfer market, but as of now, Borussia Dortmund have no intention at all to negotiate with any club for a January move. So the feeling is that Bellingham will move in the summer and Liverpool will be there because Klopp is obsessed with Bellingham. The top priority is Jude Bellingham. On Enzo Fernandez, it was a crazy week, honestly, around Enzo because after the World Cup, uh, what happened around Enzo Fernandez is that many clubs started to have conversations with people close to the player. Benfica are very clear they want 120 million euros the full release clause not less than this so all the clubs prepared to pay also 90 100 million euros is not enough to convince Benfica so at the moment uh, what I am told about Liverpool is that they have not made any official bid for Enzo Fernandez so there is no negotiation they are not triggering the release clause of Enzo as of today and so at the moment they are still quite on the Enzo Fernandez deal. I think there are other midfielders in their list and Jude Bellingham is a top priority for the summer. It's true that on Enzo Fernandez there is strong interest of Chelsea. They really appreciate the player. But as of now, uh, they have not triggered the release clause yet. So at the moment, the situation on Benfica's side is very clear. Release clause very soon. It means in a few days. Otherwise, they will call the player out of the market and they will keep Enzo until the end of the season. Is it fair to say that the the biggest competition for the greatest competition for Liverpool for Bellingham's signature is going to be a club like Real Madrid? I know I've seen a few qu questions jumping into the chat uh, from uh, Steve and the like uh, wanting to know perhaps about Real Madrid's position on Bellingham. I would say, yes, Real Madrid, and I want to add Manchester City too, because Manchester City are also working on the Jude Bellingham deal, as Real Madrid too, as Liverpool too. So I think these three clubs will be in a fight to sign, uh, to sign Jude Bellingham. Uh, also, Chelsea have always been interested, but they never made any uh, official approach with uh, Borussia Dortmund as of now. So let's see what they will do in the next months. But as at the state of today, I would say Liverpool, Real Madrid and uh, Manchester City as the three clubs are pushing to sign, uh, to sign Jude Bellingham. Let me say that it will take time. I know there is a feeling like Bellingham is deciding in a few days. I'm told this is not the case. He has to meet with Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund have to decide how much will be the final price tag for Bellingham because a few months ago it was around 100 million euros. But after a great World Cup, I have a feeling and people into the industry have a feeling that will be way more than this. It could be more than 120, 130 million euros for Bellingham. So this is why it will take some time, this process, to, to sign the English star. But I'm not sure it's going to be in a few days or in a few weeks. It could take months. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back. Don't stop watching the world's best soccer stream. Every match of the UEFA Champions League live on Paramount+. Plus. It's soccer's ultimate annual competition, not for country, but for club. Sign up today for 50% off an entire year using the code ALLYEAR at ParamountPlus.com slash sports. Well, let's get right back into it with Fab because we know that his time is precious. Now, Fab, Joao Felix, he's somebody who's been linked with a number of moves over the last couple of months. Is there any update on uh, his potential prospects for a move this January? Yes, I think there is a, a good chance for Joe Felix to leave Atletico Madrid. Uh, today, Diego Simeone was speaking in a press conference again, uh, as uh, Joe Felix is an important player and this kind of stuff in public. But the reality is that the agent of the player, Jorge Mendes, has been in England uh, multiple times to have conversations with uh, English clubs about Joe Felix. And this is why we have many links. Uh, he spoke to Arsenal. He spoke to Manchester United. He also spoke to Chelsea. But I'm told that, as of today, I know that Chelsea fans are uh, really waiting for updates on, on Joao. But at the moment, I'm told that there are no advanced negotiations between Chelsea and Atletico Madrid. They have Meso Mount, they have Christophe Cucu, who's going to join the club in the summer from Leipzig for more than 60 million euros. So they invested big money on Cucu. And this is why now Joao Felix would be different kind of, uh, of opportunity. So at the moment, he's still not advanced with any club, but Jorge Mendes is pushing. He wants to find a solution with Premier League clubs because, as you know, better than me with PSG at the moment, there is still nothing concrete, nothing advanced. Also, PSG have many stars in that position. And so I don't see them signing Joao Felix alone. Also because if Joe Felix leaves Atletico Madrid, it's because he wants to play. He needs to play. He needs to be consistent. We know about his talent, but he has to prove his talent every single day, every single weekend, every single Champions League game. And at PSG, they have already many stars. So this is why Premier League is the destination. But at the moment, they are still waiting, Atletico Madrid too, for one of these clubs to move and say, okay, we are prepared to pay that loan fee and also the full salary of the player. And also important to remind that the value of the package Joe Felix for Atletico Madrid is more than 100 million euros. So we will see if it will be a loan, a permanent transfer, a loan with obligation to buy. But Atletico Madrid, at the end, want more than 100 million euros for Joe Felix. Well, Felix is a bit like uh, Milinkovic Savic, and I feel that we talk about him every single transfer window. Now, my friend, is there any 
update on him? I know that there's a few people in the chat asking you about a potential move to Arsenal. Is there any chance that that the Serbia international is on the move uh, this January, or is that one for next summer? In, it's not a, it's not an easy one at all to to sign Milinkovic Savic in January. Uh, I was speaking to Lazio sources a few days ago, and they are under percent convinced that the player will stay there at least until the end of the season. Then he's out of contract next year in 2024, and this is why there are many rumors around Milinkovic. Lazio will try to extend his contract. They will try to negotiate, but they their expectation is for the player to stay in January and they have not received any approach from Arsenal or any other club or any official bid. So we always have many rumours about Milinkovic-Savic but then Lazio president Lotito mentioned many times that he wants more than 100 million euros for Milinkovic-Savic. In Italy he is considered the best midfielder of the league and so this is why it's going to be a complicated one, a tough one. At the moment there is nothing advanced, we will see. And now uh, sticking with the the Premier League and going to Chelsea, David Detro Fofana, um, that's a name that we've been hearing a lot of this past month. Is there any update there? I know that Chelsea have just uh, put an official update out there about an hour ago. Yes, it's official. It's finally official after the deal was signed a few days ago between Chelsea and uh, Molde. It's a deal worth 12 12 million euros plus some add-ons, including the negotiations between Chelsea and Molde. Uh, The contract is a long-term deal for uh, for, uh, David Datrofofana, who decided to accept Chelsea. It was his dream to join Chelsea, and so now the player is is more than happy. He was approached by many clubs around Europe, not just in England, with Brighton, but also some clubs in Germany, some clubs clubs in in Eredivisie. So many clubs were interested in signing him but then when Chelsea jumped in he decided to, to say yes and so he's going to be a new Chelsea player from what I'm told he's going to join Chelsea immediately in January so he will have a chance to train with the squad to work under Graham Potter and then to decide during January if they want to continue with him as part of the first team or maybe to find a solution on loan it depends on on David it depends on, on Potter but the deal is done and I think he's a very smart signing because this guy is born in 2002 he's scoring a lot of goals if I'm not wrong he's 21 goals this year with Molde and so they are considering him a top talent for the future. And another player as well who's been linked with the move to Stamford Bridge uh, of late is Monaco's Benoit Badiashil. Uh, is there any update on uh, on him and any potential links uh, with Graham Potter's side? Really close. I would say it's really close for Badiashil to, to join Chelsea. There are conversations advanced between Chelsea and Monaco on the fee. They offer 35 million euros. Monaco want around 40 million euros to sell Badiashil. So there are conversations on going to understand the final fee, but they are really, really close. So um, I think in the next days, they will try to get it completed. It's not going to take long to see the end of this Badiashil story between Chelsea and, uh, and Monaco. There is an agreement between the player and Chelsea. They are looking for a left-footed centre-back. We know that Guardiol is always the obsession. They love Guardiol. They wanted Guardiol in the summer, in the final days of the transfer window. But now for Guardiol, the price tag is more than 90-95 million euros. So, not easy at all. Badia Shell is a good opportunity. He's a talented player. Uh, you know him very well. I know how special could be this opportunity for Chelsea to sign this kind of player. Left-footed centre-back is not easy to find now on the market for 35-40 millions. And so, I expect this deal to be completed in the next days. Yeah, and you've got Reese James uh, as well, uh, who's you know unfortunately picked up another injury. It could leave him out of action for some time. Do you think that could prompt Chelsea into doing some transfer business as well in that area of the pitch? I think yes. I think it's a possibility. Uh, we will see who will be the right player in that position because now really Chelsea are busy with many, many players. Uh, so they're working on many different deals for the present, for the future as David Atrofofana and also Andre Santo, this Brazilian midfielder born in 2004 who is joining Chelsea from Vasco da Gama for the future. So they're busy with many deals. But I think a right back is a possibility after the injury of Rhys James. They were already exploring some 
names on the market as potential opportunities in January. At the moment, still nothing is advanced in that position. There are many players they appreciate, but as of now, it will take some time. The feeling is that they can do something in that position in general. You mentioned Gavardial as well. Is there any chance that we see a Real Madrid going for him in uh, 2023? Obviously, he's the kind of not breakout performer, but, you know, one of the stars of the World Cup. And we know how much Florentino Perez does like, uh, you know, the outstanding performers at World Cups. <laughs> yes, it's true. And uh, at the moment, honestly, there are no negotiations between Real Madrid and Leipzig. But what is true is that Real Madrid have sent their scouts multiple times to follow this boy. So he's a player they really appreciate, they really like. But then it always depends on the price for Real Madrid. They don't like to be in strong competition with other clubs and to overpay players. So this is why it depends on the, on the final price tag decided by Leipzig. Real Madrid are following the situation, but I don't see him moving to Real Madrid in a January transfer window. I think Real Madrid will focus on the summer. They already signed Hendrik, which is a really important move because they invested many uh, million euros, part of the budget on this boy for, for the future. For Guardiola, Real Madrid are keeping an eye on him. Manchester City too, because Man City had his name in the list last summer when Natanake was close to joining Chelsea, to rejoining Chelsea. Then the deal collapsed and so nothing happened between Guardiola and Man City. And then I would include again Chelsea because, as I mentioned before, they wanted him last summer and he remains a player they have in the list. But now, Badia Schill is the priority. Another hot topic is the Manchester City pursuit of new fullback options. You've got names like Guerrero, like Ait Nouri there. Uh, any potential players to, to keep an eye on there? Any potential movement ahead of January? It, it will depend on the opportunity, I'm told. At the moment, there is nothing advanced. Also, Pep Guardiola in the press conference, from what I'm told, he said the truth. He said, I don't expect any move in January. Man City are now not actively working on any on any deal in that position. There is Sergio Gomez, who is a young player, so he needs time to adapt. We know that in the summer they wanted Cucurella, then they decided to leave the negotiation because of the high price tag after negotiations with, with Brighton. So, at the moment, it's quiet. Then, we know how good are Manchester City, as Liverpool too, when there is the right opportunity on the market to be really fast and sign the player. For example, Akanji was not a target for Man City in June. In July, in August, the player was available on the market with a good price tag and they decided to jump into it. So let's see if there will be some opportunity in January, but as of now, still nothing advanced for a new left back. Well, before we finish up with you, Fab, just going to throw up a couple of questions from the listeners. We'll wait for producer Des to, to tee up a couple. So here we go. Which clubs are interested in Mukoko uh, as a free agent? I mean, are there any, any clubs that are not uh, interested in him? I mean, <laughs> exactly. such a young talent, I think. <laughs> you exactly. know, so many of Europe's top clubs would be delighted to have him. Yes, and your answer is perfect because there are really many clubs. It's true that Barcelona, we have rumors about Barcelona, and it's true that Barcelona are interested in Mukoko, not for January because Barca are not signing any striker in January, but for the summer, he could be available as free agent. So he's a player they would love to sign, but... There are Premier League clubs who are prepared to attack Mukoko immediately for a January transfer window, so to negotiate with Borussia Dortmund. But just in case, he will not agree a new deal with Dortmund. I would keep the situation open because there are conversations ongoing between Mukoko and Dortmund. He loves the club. He loves the manager. There is a great relationship with Edin Terzic. Uh, so the manager could be a key factor in this negotiation. The point is, at the moment, there is no agreement on the contract. And so let's see how this negotiation will continue in the next few days, I would say, then if in January there will be no agreement between Mukoko and, um, and the Borussia Dortmund, keep an eye on English clubs because they will try to bring him to Premier League in January. Absolutely. Promises to be fascinating. And another question for you, uh, a potential striker for Manchester United in January or uh, are we talking about a loan, a permanent deal, or do you think they might wait until the summer? 
No, I think they will try to bring a new striker because after Cristiano Ronaldo's decision uh, to to leave the club together with with Man City, with Man United, of course, they need they need a new striker, and Eric Tenag wants a new striker. I think alone is a possibility. Uh, it depends on the opportunity. Also here, we know that Joe Felix would be an option, but he's not a traditional number nine. So it depends on the decision they will make internally. Also with Eric Tenag. Of course, after this Gakpo story, I don't see my United investing big money on a striker because if they wanted, they had Code Gakpo available on the market, uh, appreciated by the manager, but they decided not to make any bid. So I think it will be about the opportunity now and probably an important name in the summer. Fantastic stuff, as always. So thanks to Fab and thank you for listening to House of Champions. Please take a minute to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your podcast. We're also available as video. So subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Fab, thanks so much, my friend. It's always a pleasure. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks a lot. My pleasure as always. And see you soon here on House of Champions. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.